Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I'm the Night Owl. You're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lamb. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... What is up, Wrestle Talk Podcast family? How the heck is everybody doing? Nightmare Jones is here. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode 300! Oh my goodness, I am so, so, so excited, ladies and gentlemen. It is episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe Renee and I. Cannot keep my excitement contained, ladies and gentlemen. So, you know, we got your high spot segment tonight. We got your shooting shop segment. We got your wrestling talk podcast, game show challenge. We got your fantasy wrestling segment. If that's not enough, we've got Tim Miller coming on at 7.15. We got PCO coming on at 7.45. We got Derek Stone coming on at 8.30. And throughout the entire night, we're going to have all kinds of special guests coming on. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And to honor episode 300, your boy Jonesy did a thing today. And as a matter of fact, if you go to the Rest of Talk podcast with Joan Renee in just a couple of minutes, it's coming, it's coming. If you go to the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee, you will see exactly what I did. Ladies and gentlemen, let me go ahead and bring in the man, the myth, the legend, the night out. Anton Timmy, if you don't find that music in five seconds,
It is my beloved son's 11th birthday. So, enter Timmy. I told you about that music I wanted you to hit. Ladies and gentlemen, making his first appearance on the show. He's going to join us for just a couple of moments. My son, the one and only,
brings a tear to my eye every single time. But ladies and gentlemen, we always have callers call, calling in. If you want to call in, it's three five. It is. Oh crap! What is the number, Renee? Why am I having the Six five seven. Yeah. I got you, bro. I got you. And listen. And okay. As we wait for Tim Miller to call. Hey, as we wait for Tim Miller to call in, we're gonna bring in callers throughout the night. So if you love yeah. us, you hate us, you're kind of on the fence. Dial that number six five seven three eight three one five two one. You want to shit all over us? That's cool. If you want to come in talk wrestling, you want to promote your gimmick. You want to promote your promotion? We don't care. Come on, show us some love. Show us just interact with us, dang it. We want to feel yeah. the vibes tonight. This is a huge night for the Wrestle Talk podcast, guys. Without a doubt, the biggest show we've ever done, and we want you to be a part of it, right, Jonesy? We do, we do, we absolutely do. And as a matter of fact, we'll go ahead and bring in a caller right now for a couple minutes. Anton Timmy, go ahead and hit that music. I'm my love, too sexy for my love, love's going You gotta to turn leave. that up, you gotta turn it up Ladies and gentlemen Okay, that's definitely We're definitely for, for that time <laughs> in I don't know how long Ladies and gentlemen, we have A originator of the Russia Talk Podcast, the one and only Justin Time What's going on? Mm-hmm. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Oh, what up, Justin? <laughs> How you guys been? How you guys doing? How's everything in the world with Wrestle Talk? Dude, I gotta ask you, could, did you ever think that Wrestle Talk would get to episode 300? Did you ever uh, think no, that that was gonna happen? No, not with that, you know, not with you around. But, you know, anyways, I'm kidding, Joe, man. You know I love you, brother. You know I love you, man. Now, um, uh, congratulations on 300 episodes. I, of course, was one of the first, uh, what, if not the first caller from the indie scene, if I'm correct. Right, Joe? <clears throat> Joe? You know what? And I'm getting a head nod from Joe. It, it sounds like it, Justin. And I'll tell you what. If, if we disappear throughout the night, guys, don't be mad at us. we got a lot of callers on the line. Well, Justin, here's what I want to ask you, and then we got to get Walter on from Journey Pro. He's, he's doing us a huge solid by calling in today. And, uh, you know, obviously everybody's wondering what's going on with Journey. I know he wants to show some love. But here's what I want to ask you, Justin. So you say no, but obviously the Wrestle Talk podcast took kind of a it, – it's kind of evolved over the years, dating back to the Covey Pro stuff when it first started with Rick Rose until we are today. To you, what was that factor? Just being a guy that's been loyal to the show since the very beginning, what do you think that factor is, the dynamic that makes the Wrestle Talk podcast special, man? You can speak on it since you've been here since the very beginning. Well, the good thing is, is you guys don't carry on just about the WWE or about AEW or Ring of Honor, you know, the big named companies. You guys go into the indie scenes. You guys brought Covey Pro to a, a big uh, format, you know, so everybody could learn about uh, indie companies like Covey Pro and other companies around, you know, that area, around, you know, West Virginia, Virginia, Maryland, plus, uh, if I remember correctly, Kansas City. You guys did a couple shows about the Kansas City indie groups. So, I mean, you guys have actually, yes. you know, made indies. 
big. You know, you, you, you guys make people turn away and look from the WWE and those big name guys and go, hey, indie wrestling. Most of these guys who are on the WWE are now, you know, where did they come from? This is where they come from. This is your next group. These are the guys in 10 years, you know, 12 years, these are the guys who are going to be performing on the WWE on the grandest stage of them all. So awesome. Well, Joe, I know we got Walter waiting, and then we're going to jump right over to Tim. Did you have any final thoughts or questions for our buddy, longtime buddy, longtime member of the WrestleTalk family, excuse me, just in time? Yes, I have one more one final question. Are you still mad at Gavin Jackson for injuring you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I mean, there is one thing I would like to say. Uh, I mean, I don't want to bring the hype down for you guys. Cause, All right. Um, uh, a great, great weekend, uh, you know, great day for you guys, 300 episodes. But I've got to put out uh, my heart to uh, Michael Blade and Danny Havoc from CCW this weekend. Yes. We lost two guys that, unfortunately, I never got the honor to meet. But, you know, I've worked in locker rooms with other guys who have been in there, men and women, you know, and this weekend was heartbreaking for a lot of close personal friends of mine. So my heart goes out to their family. Absolutely. Justin, it has been absolutely amazing to have you come on tonight. Uh, We'll have to get you back on uh, as as a guest so we can talk about, you know, what's been going on in – Pro wrestling with just in time. So just promise us that you you will come back sometime. Yeah, I don't think Justin's the kind of guy you got to ask. I think he's there. So Justin, I, you can, I know you can still hear us, bro. Absolutely love to have you back. Well, real quickly, let me make a fast transition. We're gonna go from the Eastern Panhandle <laughs> right here to good old to the good old heartland of the United States, Kansas City, and then as promised, in just about three minutes, we're gonna bring on. Tim Miller, uh, to give us a little bit of a rundown about his career, because I know he's the guy that's got a lot of great stories that he wants to share. want to encourage you guys to keep dialing that number, 657-383-1521. And if you're watching us live on social, please hit the hearts and thumbs up. But most importantly, share this broadcast. All that said, all that said, ladies and gentlemen, welcome one of the three prestigious owners of one of the hottest promotions on the planet right now. And luckily for me, it happens to be based out of good old Kansas City, the one and only Walter Albright. Hey, what's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? How you doing? I just took a a shot, man. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, can you hear me? That sounds like Hey, man. Congratulations to you guys! What an incredible achievement for Wrestle Talk to get to 300 episodes. I think probably one percent of one percent of podcasts ever make it that far. I'm really proud of you, folks. You, it's a huge accomplishment, and I hope you uh, you really get to soak it in today. Oh, you hear that, Joe? We're getting props. We're getting props from one of the best promoters in the country right now. How does that feel, Jonesy? All the way in Marshall, West Virginia. That is absolutely awesome, and I got to tell you, you know, since since I, I, I live all the way here, I've been catching all of your shows that I possibly can on independentwrestling.tv. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to catch 
Joni Fun Shows. All you gotta do is get a subscription to independentwrestling.tv. And why don't you have a subscription yet? There's so much independent wrestling on independentwrestling.tv. Like, there's more independent wrestling you could possibly think of, including Joni Pro, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're we're real proud of those shows. We work hard on them. It's been uh, it's been tough because we were supposed to have a show on March 24th, and so we've had three shows canceled right now because of where we're at. But I tell you right now, it's going to have a different look when it comes back because, of course, we're going to be in a new venue, but uh, we we got some things cooking. And, you know, now is not right, really the right time to make any announcements or anything like that, but I just want to say pay attention to Journey Pro over the next couple weeks, and you're going to hear some real good news. Awesome. Dude, well, that makes me very excited, especially just because, you know, I'm here local, Walter, and it's been rough uh, seeing the incredible momentum that, that a lot of the companies in this area had uh, basically just kind of go out the window because of everything that's been happening between COVID-19 and some of the other stuff that's, that's going on um, after that. Uh, I guess my final question to you, man, is you've never been hesitant to stay in touch with us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, like you've always made it a point like, hey, Renee, you know, let's figure out a time to make this work. Let's get something going. Do you think that, you know, the torch has kind of been passed, so to speak, uh, in regards to, um, like, you know, there's a lot of secrecy. A lot of people are like, no, we don't want to do this sort of media, that sort of media. But you guys have embraced us. You guys have embraced podcasts. You guys have embraced social media. Do you think that plays to your strength? Because clearly, you guys have one of the best followings in social media. So I'm guessing that you guys don't shy away from it because it served you well. Uh, I just think I really love the sound of my own voice. No, you know what? You guys have a great show. I, I, I don't take every show that I've uh, that I've been offered or we've talked about, but I'll, the reason I like to come on with you is because you and I have had conversations. You know, you're here and you're part of my community, and – you were there for us when we were first starting up. So no matter where this thing goes, that's always going to be something I'm going to make time for because it's a good product and I'm happy to help support it. Wow, what a huge compliment. Well, Walter, thank you so much for making time, man. We appreciate you being part of our monumental 300 episode, bro. And just know when Journey Pro opens back up, your boy's going to be in the front row, well, hopefully. I'm a little scared of Brooke Valentine because she ruined my hat once. But – other than that, I'm going to be in the front row with my two OGs chilling and, and raising hell and waiting for Jeremy White to lose that damn Heritage Championship. I'm sticking him as a champion. I'm ready for somebody else to win, Walter. I'm tired of that guy. I'm talk to him right now, and he's going to have some words for you. Congratulations, fellas. Okay, wait, have a great show. I said that, bro. I thought that was just <laughs> you and me and the uh, 100 people that are listening. <laughs> All right, Walter, you take it easy, brother. All right. Adios. Big. Walter Effin Fulbright of Journey Pro Wrestling Nightmare Jones. I mean, let's be real here. How often do you have a guy of that caliber in a promotion of that stature take time out of his busy schedule as they're probably preparing to open back up to make time for little old Wrestle Talk podcast, bro? How absolutely humbling and how encouraging to know that we have the support of somebody like Walter and the fine folks over at Journey Pro Wrestling, man. What 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 an incredible, 
incredible opportunity, bro. I, I'm so I feel so blessed, bro. But that said, Josie, we're not even close to being done, man. We haven't even got to our first featured guest of the evening yet. So why don't you do me a favor, bro, and go ahead and cue up that music as we welcome in our first featured guest, the one and only Tim Miller. What's going on, sir? Welcome to the podcast. How's it going? I am I am so pleasured to be here tonight with with you and your broadcast. This is the only interview that I am giving to any podcast on this subject. But that is absolutely amazing. We are honored and privileged to 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 have that that honor. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go, go ahead and kick it off. So after, you know, after many years of being associated with the MMWA and SICW, uh, you joined the MVWA in a bunch of roles, you know, from commentator to to the manager of, of Miller's Violent Wrestling Alliance. Why did you choose to go to MVWA? I did that because the MMWA and the SICW were were so stuck in, in an old school environment, they couldn't get past a modern way of doing wrestling business. I, I realized mm-hmm. that that things were changing, and 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 that you know we we had to be a m- more shock value. Okay, yeah, I, that's totally un- understandable. Um. So, I'll, guess, I'll be uh, honest with you. Be, before oh. DX and all that stuff, mm-hmm. me and my crew, Jeff Rocket, The Beast, Techno Kid, guys of that nature, we 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 pushed the envelopes be, far beyond what was expected. You know what I mean? Hmm. Absolutely, sir. I, I, absolutely, and. You know the the uh, name Techno Kid really really sounds familiar. Renee, where have I heard that name from before? The Techno Kid. I don't know, bro. <laughs> well, we all know. An amazing, that, amazing uh, performer, amazing performer. I will say this: that man did things that. in the ring that 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 was unexpected. He he went beyond what he was paid for, and and. Amazing, amazing. I, I would would totally agree. Uh, he I, is, will, I will say this real, real quickly, Josie. You know, Luke Roberts, who uh, formerly known as Disco Kid, uh, is yeah, a big part Luke, of our social that, media. That, that's who he and is. Our media relations. He, he is he is a very classy and hardworking individual, and and I would be remiss if I didn't say this, Tim. If it were not for Luke Roberts, the Wrestle Talk podcast would not be. Where it is today, so I'm glad that you brought him up because if anybody deserves flowers, it's our guy Luke Skywalker Roberts, formerly known as the Disco Kid. <laughs> you know, you know, I'll say this too. You know, I had a vision one time. You know, I wanted to come off the top rope with with a splash. I was a manager, but but we wanted to go beyond that. 
And Luke Roberts, he told me, bring bring the damn I'm trying to explain this, but it's hard to explain. But needless to say, I will say this. He said, bring, br- bring the, the, the lighting apparatus to the ring. And Luke Roberts told me, jump off of that. That's 30 feet high. 30 feet high. And, and, and he told me, he, he told me, destroy my brother. And I did. I did. Not once, but twice. Wow. I'm pretty damn impressed. I got it right now. And I didn't know that. How come we never heard that story before, Joe? Now I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous right right now. Right? Well, I know that that that, that we are pressed on uh, uh, time because we got to get to uh, PCO. So, Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have? Well, no, well, I appreciate that, Joe. Well, listen, Tim, here's and, it, and it's very hard to do this in such a short period of time, but how would you sum up your contributions to the professional wrestling business, particularly in the Midwest, after being here for so long? And how do you sum up your contributions? And how do you feel about pro wrestling in this area moving forward? I'd love to hear that from you, man. I'm sure you'll have an interesting perspective. Now, Renee, is that for me or or from Rob? Well, well, that's that's for you. Okay, I will answer that question. I will say this: I I opened up a lot of doors, and I'm proud of that. Brandon Espinosa, Ace Hawkins, who appeared who appeared on WrestleMania, uh, many individuals. I've I've opened doors up for these for these young gentlemen. Uh, it it's not easy to say, but I will say this. But I I I did my best to open doors for youngsters. Well, there's no question in my mind that you accomplished just like that, Tim. Um, now you specifically were you ever an in-ring competitor for those that. For oh, I was. I was. And for those for those that are not familiar with you, and also, what are some of your in ring career highlights? I did, Renee. I'll be honest with you. You know, I I, I stepped into the ring. I did what I can do for my competitors, uh, my stable, uh, the Beast, Jeff Rocket, Saber, Philly Blunt, several others, Chris Knight. But but it was never about me. It was always about them. Well, I personally appreciate that selfishness. Uh, and, and, you know, we need to see more of that. I think we need to see more people being selfless, more people looking to see how they can help lift somebody else up. Because, honestly, exactly, everything becomes Rob. so me. Well, it's it's become so me, me, me. So, I guess here's, and I'll go back to my question: How do you feel about the sport moving forward? Are you optimistic, or are you somewhat scared that what you remember 
as pro wrestling won't look anything like it 10 years from now. You know, I'm, I'm afraid right now. I'll be honest with you. You know, this COVID and all this, you know, I had coronavirus. I beat it. I've been given plasma, helping others. But, but to be honest with you, I don't know where we're heading at this point and stage, you know. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It scares me. I do not like, you know, the, 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 the studios, you know, with, with no fans or with, with staff members. I don't like that. Yeah, it's definitely a little hard to stomach, but you know what? I'll say what I've been saying to everybody else. That kind of wrestling, to me, is still better than no wrestling. Like, I would yeah, rather have exactly. studio stuff. I, I, I agree. With, rather than I agree. Nothing. Bro, that, that wrestling, that little bit of wrestling we got kept me sane. It kept me sane during this time, and I know it did for a lot of other people. A lot of other people. Well, you know... I'll be honest with you. You know, I got involved in this in like 1978. I'll be honest with you. And and there were 30 people in the crowd. And and and, and I'll be honest with you. You know, that's that's where we're at right now. Uh, I don't blame anyone, but we we have to rebuild. We have to we have to bring the fans back to where, you know, what we need to be. Well, I, I agree with you, and, and you know what? Hopefully we can rebuild, and it sounds like there's a lot of young people who are willing to do things the right mm-hmm. way, and hopefully that will continue to project the, the sport forward. Joe, I know you had at least one more question, but I want to make this last one. Tim, you know, being a kind of a fellow legend, particularly in the St. Louis area recently thank you we lost we lost tony costa um can you talk to us a little bit about working with the likes of tony uh ed smith and of course herb simmons can you talk to us a little bit about that experience i will uh tony herb ed these men they were amazing I will be honest with you. I I never learned so much in my entire life from anyone than these men. These guys, they they took me under their wing. I was a high school student in high school, and and the ring announcer did not show up. And and Bruiser Brody was was the main event. And Herb Simmons and Larry Matisic told me, Tim, you're the man tonight. You're announcing this, and and I was shaking. I was shaking. I'll be honest with you. I didn't know how to take it, but but the truth of it is that that's what wrestling's all about. You know, uh, crowds come and go. You know, we had a sold out crowd that night, but they made a dream come true, and 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 I can't thank Herb Simmons enough. Well, well, I'll tell you what, Tim, I, I can hear that even after all these years, um, you have that same passion that 
that young up and coming students and talent have for the sport. So and I just and you know Rob, me and me and, very, me and you had had our problems in the past. Right. Right. No. No. You're you're absolutely right. And what we're going to continue to do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast is not only highlight the new and up and coming talent. I mean, you heard Justin Time said, "Hey, you guys don't always talk about." The same old, same old. You guys like to give respect to the legends of the past, and I think there's no uh, no question in my mind, Tim, that you've made those sorts of contributions to the sport that leave a lasting impression. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and steal Joe's last question. I beat over at his notes. So, okay, you're back, Joe. I know you had a question about an upcoming guest. Why don't you go ahead and squeeze that in so we can jump right over to our second featured guest of the evening. Ring of Honor's very own PCO. Go ahead, Josie. Oh, wow. Absolutely. So my my final question is, what are your thoughts on the professional wrestler Derek Stone? PCO, are you there? No, no, no. 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 Uh, Joe's... Joe's asking you about Derek Stone. Do you have any recollection of working with Derek Stone? Oh, Derek Stone? You're asking me about Derek yes, Stone? Please. Yes. Yes, sir. This man, this man is amazing. Derek Stone, a chiseled man, two eighty-five, six foot seven. Uh, this man is amazing, amazing. Harley Race built WWW on his back. Uh, Derek Stone, I, I can't speak enough about him. Me and him, we're not friends, but, but Derek Stone will tell you there's a lot of respect there, Rob. Awesome. I love that. Well, we're having him in the second hour of the show. Tim, thank you so much for making time for us tonight. I hope that we get an opportunity to run this back uh, when things aren't so hectic. Welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family. Can you promise us you'll join us again very, very soon? Absolutely. I will always make time for you guys. Always. Uh-huh. You, you, That's so awesome. You want to answer, I will give you them. They're not always going to be sweet, but, but, but I will give you answers. Awesome. You are absolutely amazing. You have a good night, Tim. Thanks for coming on. Ladies and I gentlemen, the one and only Tim Miller. Wow. Woo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go perfect, ahead and get perfect, on perfect. to this next guest because this next guest, you've seen him in Ring of Honor. You've seen him in the WWF. You've seen him in WCW. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our honor and privilege to bring on PCO. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. How are you tonight? I'm awesome. I'm great. What about you guys? Oh, man, we are absolutely, absolutely absolutely awesome, sir. 
So I'm gonna go ahead and and I'm gonna go ahead and and start it off. So you started wrestling in 1987. Uh, you formed a tag team with Evil Eddie Watts, known as the Super Bees. What was it like wrestling as part of yeah. the Super Bees? Well, it was uh, something very new for me because uh, I had only been like uh, an extra guy, a uh, open guy that was opening cards for international wrestling in Montreal, uh, mm-hmm. doing some TV sometimes, getting squashed, uh, being 18 years old, 17, 18. And uh, I think I was 20 when I started to uh, get pushed, you know, as a major tag team and uh, chasing the tag team belts. Uh, at the time, uh Bulldog Bob Brown was very well known in Kansas City, you know, was the booker of the territory in Canada and the Maritimes. And he was partner his partner was uh, Tokyo Masachono. So uh, his name was Tokyo Chono. So it was me and Eddie Watts most of the nights working trying to get those belts, chasing those belts against Bob Brown and uh, Masachono. So uh it was uh, going from openers, you know, being opening matches to main event status. So uh, it was a huge step and a, a great learning experience. And it was a lot of fun and also uh, a lot of bad days because I was learning so much uh, because the, the step was so huge from, you know, just getting started to having the pressure to perform on the main event status. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was the same for Bill Watts, actually, for, uh, for my partner, Eddie Watts. So uh, he was pretty green, too. So uh, we kind of both learned uh, as we went on with the summer. As we went on. It was not alone good with him, though. Not alone good. That, that, that is, is absolutely awesome. Now, you know, after you you had started uh, wrestling, you uh you went to the WWF, where you tag teamed with another Canadian, uh, Jacques Rougeau, and you became one half of of the Quebecers, which is is awesome. I remember watching you all when I was younger, and uh, you know, you all had had a, a big match at Royal Rumble, where you all were part of the match, where Owen Hart actually turned on Bret Hart. Uh, what was it like wrestling in that match at the Royal Rumble? That was awesome because that was that was a big push, the big uh, opportunity for for Owen to shine, mm-hmm. you know, to to show the world what he could do and what he was able to do and how talented he was. So having the chance, also the Hearts didn't tag that much in WWF at the time. Brett and Owen together was one of the rare times that you could wrestle both Brett and Owen at the same time. And uh, for us, defending our titles against them and having, you know, Owen turned on Brett at the end of the match and us retaining the titles, it was uh, such a great experience. I was I was looking forward for, uh, to this for a long time as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, to wrestle Brett because Brett was a little bit older than me. Owen was kind of a, a little bit of my age, you know, maybe a little bit older too. 
But uh, mm-hmm. I felt like we almost broke in together, me and Owen. But Brett, yeah. you know, I've seen him with uh, Jim Neidhart and all that. So it was it was a very special moment for me, that Royal Rumble 94. It was, a, it was yeah. uh, one of the uh, the greatest moments of my life. Yeah, I, I I remember that 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 match. Now my last question before I throw it to Renee is uh you know, you uh broke away from the uh Quebecers and you started wrestling as John Pierre Lafitte and you actually got to wrestle Bret Hart at uh in your house three in nineteen ninety five and uh Dave Meltzer has described that pay per view match as being a show saver and an excellent match. How does it feel to be able to wrestle Bret Hart and and be told that that match was the show saver of the pay-per-view? Well, I just kind of learned that from you, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I knew we had a good, I knew we had a good match. So like I, uh, and uh, it felt good. And uh, I was very, very happy with the end result. Uh, Mm -hmm. Even though that I lost, I I was happy with my performance. I was happy with our performances, and uh, mm-hmm. and especially I was happy to be able to get a good solid match. You know, like a five star match with Brett. Is, uh, uh, then I knew that they would stretch. You know, the rivalry and uh, and that could be uh, stretched out to something longer and something bigger, and then. Uh, I was capable of doing that, and uh, it was uh, actually before they put us on a on a card with publicity and everything. I had wrestled Brett, and during I think it was in your house one or two uh, previous one as a dark match, you know, so uh, as a main event dark match. So they put us together and. Uh, I guess, you know, they asked Brett if he wanted to, you know, have uh, that feud with me. And uh, Brett agreed, and uh, and that, that all happened, you know, because the Royal Rumble match, the, the way me and Brett did it off, like we were on the same page. He liked me, I liked him, and uh, and then we he was really professional about every match that we had, like pay-per-views and things like that. He would mm-hmm. always give me his phone number beforehand so we could call. And uh, very, very, very professional. Never left anything yeah. in the, you know, for, for granted or we'll take care of it when we get there or we'll see when we get in the ring. Or He was really, very professional. Uh, I really liked that about him, the way he was, yeah, the, I, the way he handled business. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I remember that 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 match as well. Uh, Renee, why don't you come in here with whatever questions that you have? Because I know you have a bunch of questions. Oh, dude, I absolutely do. And PCO, man, what an honor it is to have you on the show. Uh, I believe you're now on your third decade of kicking ass and taking names in the world of professional wrestling. That sort of longevity, my friend. It's something that we can applaud, especially here tonight on episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk podcast, man. Thank you so much for making time for us. Oh, wow, that's awesome! I'm happy to be part of it. 300—that's that's great. Oh man, you know, it's, it's a real on that. 
Thank, thank you, brother. Thank you. And, and just in your honor, I'm actually wearing my Toronto Blue Jays ball cap with a big old maple leaf right on the cover, man. So anybody who's watching us knows <laughs> I'm wearing it, so that's because I got love for PCO. How about that? <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Glad you like it. Well, I'm, I'm glad you like it. Well, let me get right into the questions. I actually have two separate people that will have their own questions. We've already vetted these people, no weirdos, so you don't have to worry about that, PCO, but I'm going to get mine in first. Because I am a Latino, I was very interested when I was doing my homework to see that you've not only worked inside the United States, but you've also worked outside of the United States, talking about professions like, I'm sorry, promotions like IWA Puerto Rico and also All Japan Pro Wrestling. Can you give us a quick idea of what the difference is working outside of the United States and Canada and then working inside the United States and Canada? Well, I, I did a lot outside of the States and Canada. I did uh, a lot in Germany and England as well. But Puerto Rico uh, is something very unique and special. It's very different than Mexico, like from what I've heard. Like I've been there. I've watched Lucha Libre over there. I've wrestled with a lot of guys on Lucha Libre or like guys like Rouge and, uh, you know, Dragon Lee, Bandito. But Puerto Rico, uh, I mainly have wrestled Carlos Colon on my first thing that was in 1992. So Carlos Colon and Vader, Jose Gonzalez, they were the two guys that I wrestled most of the time on the main event. And when I got back there in 2005, I wrestled uh, Ricky Banderas, Lil, uh, Lil Muertes. Uh, many, 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 many times, and I actually I won the uh, intercontinental belt from him there in Puerto Rico, and uh, we feuded like for almost six months. So uh, stadiums were full, you know, twelve thousand people in different stadiums. Uh, Bayamon was a good TV taping place in Puerto Rico where we had like four or five thousand people, or was always full for the TV tapings and. Uh, over there, like uh, it's very violent, you know. Uh, there's, there's, there's really uh, when you're ill and people hate you, they throw things at you like cans and uh, films and uh, sometimes rocks or <laughs> anything that they they can get under their hands. They'll, they'll throw it at the at the heel if you really get over it. If they really hate you. And uh, I guess I was doing like a pretty good job of being a good heel because uh, I got uh, <laughs> I got into a lot of uh, stuff with the fans and uh, it was it's just so different because uh, it's more of a you know if you go there very technical or if you go there very uh, trying to do a lot of uh, eye flying people don't really care about that. They want to see a good old fight, you know. They want to see a, a big brawl, a fight, and uh, they want to see a lot of fire when you do your comeback, when when the the baby face comes back, you know. They want to see him jump and go crazy and break his face, and uh, that's that's the kind of wrestling that that Puerto Rico was all about, you know. It's like uh, very very different, and then uh, Japan. 
well, it's very much like when I was there for All Japan, I had the chance to wrestle like two of the best in the world. Uh, and uh, Jun Akiyama and uh, Kobashi. And, uh, and I was... And I was teaming with Vader most of the night. The tag team, me and Vader, like for for a good part of the tour. Uh, that was great working with Leon. And uh, I mean, Kobashi is uh, like uh, one of the guys, the top guys there in Japan that would mix up with the Americans and Canadian guys. And some of the guys they were like really to their own. Things like Kawada was really tough to talk to, or Taiwei, you know. Uh, most of the times with those guys in Misawa, uh, you have to put your match together with the referee because they wouldn't even show up. <laughs> so that's how, how, how it was in 2000. Now, from what I understand, like yeah, I was supposed to go for a tour uh, just before Christmas time with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but Brody King had injured his knee, so uh, we were pulled out of tag league because because I didn't have a partner. Uh, but from what I understand, you know, talking to Marty and uh, Zach Saber and uh, all the guys that I know that are who went there very well for me, even like uh, Jeff Cobb. Uh, they uh, and I've seen it at the Madison Square Garden during a G1 Super Guard and the sold out Madison Square Garden with ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, that everybody's kind of melting together you know there's, uh, there's not that uh, that high step that it used to be there the, the bosses and the top guys and the rest of the roster so uh was a great experience for me, all Japan. Uh, loved the way the crowd reacts, the way it builds up into a match, and uh, got to know John Laurinaitis a little bit better. And, uh, and I thought it was a pretty cool dude, so uh, I had a lot of fun there. Wow, man! Well, thank you for sharing all that. And uh, I know the listeners are real excited. Thank you for everybody who's tuning in live, and if you happen to be listening. To the replay, we appreciate you just the same, guys. If you're tuning in, please hit that share button. It's real important for us uh, to get this show out to everybody so everybody knows that we're celebrating episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Well, uh, PCO, I promise a couple of guys to come on the phone real quick. Some of them just want to make a quick statement. Some of them, um, some of them actually have a question. Uh, the first guy that I'm going to bring on really quickly is a multi-time champion here in the Midwest. Uh, very well known for his contributions over at the Extreme Wrestling Center, Cape Championship Wrestling, and also Royal Alliance and XWE. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that's near and dear to my heart, calling in special occasion for episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the People's Prince, Leo D. Leo, you're live, baby. What's up? Ha <laughs> ha. How you doing, Renee? Congratulations. Thank you, man. Me and Joe are very excited, Leo. Thank you for making time to call in, bro. I really appreciate it. No, not a problem, man. You know I wouldn't miss this. But also I wanted to give uh, PCO a quick shout-out and just say thank you for all the contributions to the business. And uh, you probably don't remember this, but I had the opportunity to share a locker room with you down in uh, Cape Championship Wrestling. And uh, I just I was real humbled by it, and I appreciate it. And thank you again for everything that you've done. And Joe and Renee, thank all you right, for thanks. you guys. 
sharing the love. Where, where was that? Where, where, where did we share that dressing room? You said, uh, Leo. Cape Championship Wrestling, Cape Girardeau, Missouri. It was uh, probably around two years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that was my big run in 2018. I I, I was doing a lot of promotions, so uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, cool. sir. Thank you so much. This is so great. Well. Listen, Leo, I, I want to say something to you personally, man. Um, you know, anybody who's a part of the show today has played a big part in my career, has played a big part in, in uh, you know, Wrestle Talk or the, the Fantasy Wrestling Group. You have played a big part in two out of those three. I want to thank you, bro, and I've been praying for you since the day that you no longer could compete, that one day you could continue to pursue your dream because you are a dream chaser. So just know everybody in the Wrestle Talk family is praying to hopefully one day see Leo D back in the ring. And if that never happens, we just want you to be happy and healthy, man. Thank you for calling in and showing us some love, bro. I appreciate you, Renee. Love always, man. Hey, right, thanks, thank Leo. you, Leo. Thank you Let's... so much. All right, awesome. Thank you. I got another one for you real quick, PCO. This young man actually does have a question for you. I'm very excited. I got one more, and then I'll throw it back to Joe. This guy is also an individual who puts his money where his mouth is because he is not only one of the few that's going to get a chance to talk to PCO tonight, he's also owner of the newest sponsor of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee, I-70 Sports Media. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Jeremy Carp. Jeremy, you're live with PCO and the Wrestle Talk podcast for episode 300, bro. What's on your mind tonight? Hey guys, um, oh man, this is <laughs> this is quite something. First off, PCO, I want to say to you, brother, this is it's been an honor following your career for a long time, and thank you for approximately 30 years and counting for your dedication in the business. It means so much to me. My friends who have literally grown up with professional wrestling in their blood, it means so much. So to that, my friend, I say thank you. Wow, wow, wow! I'm really touched by uh, by your comment, uh, Jeremy. And it's uh, it's a pleasure, actually. I uh, if I can give like fun and uh, excitement and entertain you guys, uh, you know, I, I feel like I've done I've done my share, my my part. You know, I, I I'm working hard to entertain you as much as I can, and. Uh, and put my body on the line and, and try to to uh, max out the performances that I have to to be out there and to be in front of the of you guys and uh, it's uh, it's so cool to hear like uh, something like that. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I just, it's truly my doing, pleasure. I'm just doing what I'm so passionate about it. That's why it doesn't force me. Uh, I don't have to push myself. It's uh, it's it's a, it's a true passion. I was born to do that, and uh, I love every second of it. And to hear good feedbacks like that, uh, very very, uh, it's very cool. Big time really fan. Thanks, man. Big, big, big hey, time my fan. pleasure, man. Man. Absolutely. Jeremy, I don't know and if you had a question for PCO. I, I don't know if you had a question. I just want to say thank nope, you. Nope, you go ahead, buddy. I just wanted to say that praise no, to no, no, so listen. it's all you. 
Uh, no, no. Well, listen, before you go, I want to say this. Thank you for believing in the brand. Thank you for investing in WrestleTalk. We're going to continue to bust our ass to bring everybody the best uh, uh, interviews in the world of professional wrestling from independent to middle of the road to the very top of the game, like Ring of Honor and, and, and PCO, who's a WWF uh, legend as well, in my opinion. So, Jeremy, thank you so much for believing in us, man. We're going to talk to you down the road and get a little bit more information on uh, I-70 Sports Media and the sponsorship. All right, you take it easy. All right, man, you too. Congrats on 300. Happy birthday, Fury. Peace and love to all of you. Yeah. Adios, you. amigo. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Carp, ladies and gentlemen. Man, you got a lot of fans, PCO. Is that humbling or what? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it is very much. It is very much humbling. I, I really enjoy that. Thank you so much. Very humbling indeed. Well, you know what, Josie? I got one yeah. more individual that wants to talk to PCO. This guy happens to be in the studio with me. He's my pro wrestling godfather. Took me to my first independent wrestling show ever. Sonny, you're, you're live with PCO. I know you've been a fan of this man for probably over 20 years. Okay? So say your piece. Ask a question, and then, you know, yeah. and just give us some hey, uh, Real quick before I jump on with PCO, uh, Joe Lynch, Renee Martinez, congratulations. 300th episode of Wrestle Talk Podcast. High, lows, middles. I've been there with you guys every single week through the battle here, and I'm so proud of both of you fellas. Uh, PCO, sir, I cannot explain to you how much of a fan I am of yours. Um, I grew up as a kid on the East Coast uh, from Philadelphia, uh, I got to see WWF come through in the mid-90s a lot. My father took me a lot, um, and I followed your career all the way from the early TNA days uh, to independence to what you're doing in Ring of Honor now, and I just cannot express how much of a huge fan I am of yours. Um, my question right. for you tonight, PCA, um, you had a singles run. You had a feud with one of my favorite wrestlers ever, and I think regarded in the business as somebody who was one of the best ever, and that was Brett the Hitman Art. And I just want to, you know, get a little uh, little story maybe or your thoughts on, on your feud and, and what it was like in work, working with the Hitman there in the mid-'90s uh, during the new generation in the WWF. Yeah, it was, uh, I guess, I, I, no, it was like, uh, for me, it was like a dream come true. I, I remember watching Brett as a kid, you know, on TV, uh, as I was starting wrestling school and things like that, you know, he was already having like some great matches with Night Art against the uh, British Bulldog, classic matches. And then I saw him, you know, when he became an intercontinental champion and then a world champion. And, you know, I, I, I always like had those goals growing up. And then the, when I became world Rising champions and had the chance to wrestle them again with his against Brother Owen and himself, and then getting the chance to, to feud against him. Uh, I felt like uh, it was awesome because I've learned so much, and uh, I, I became so close to Brett at the time. Uh, we met a few uh, times after that, after our feud, after but, that, but during, during, the, during, the, during the feud, it was... Uh, it was it was really really cool. We had a lot of fun and uh, we, we we shared the great great times and moments together. I was invited at his house a few times and uh, when he was the owner of the uh, the Calgary Hitmen, a junior hockey club uh, down in Calgary, and uh, 
I remember uh, Theo Fleury and Joe Sackick and a bunch of uh, his partners, the hockey players, because I'm a big fan of hockey too, and uh, being there at Brett's house and sharing the ring with him and uh, having great matches with him. Uh, uh, you know, it was just uh, I've learned so much, and uh, I agree with you. One of the best ever in the business, Brett the Hitman Art. Awesome. And I absolutely agree with that. I, I've heard uh, I'm a big fan of shoot interviews, and I've heard nothing but good things about Bret Hart and how he is in in the ring and out of the ring, regardless of what promotion he's with. Uh, and and as far as I'm concerned, as a true true fan of wrestling, PCO, I think you should be included in that conversation. I agree. You've been in this business for generations, and you know uh, what you're still doing now at this day and age. You're keeping fans like myself and Renee and Joe. Uh, us, us old guys. Us old guys. You're keeping <laughs> us old guys still entertained to this day, and I can't thank you enough. I'm going to bow out here. Renee, thank you so much for letting me jump yeah, in here. Yeah, and we got a little brief performance coming from who? Insanity, man. Guys, 300th episode. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this. Thank you again, PCO. Love it, love it. Well, Josie, right. we got a lot of fired yeah, up fans with P- PCO. I know his time is very limited, so why don't you jump in with any final thoughts or questions? Uh, for one of the most legendary people we've ever talked to, PCO, man. What what an absolute honor. Go ahead and take it away, Joe. I do. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with, 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 with some ROH questions. You know, you uh, came to ROH in 2018. You uh, joined up with uh, Marty Skill and Brody King, uh, forming Villain Enterprises, and at and since then, you have became, you know, tag team champions. You became uh, six-man world tag team champions on the same night. What was it like winning both those, being a double champion in Ring of Honor? Uh, it was, it was like, uh, it was like as good as it was when I won the WWF tag team championships, you know, like, uh, the titles. I mean, I just uh, I was very happy because I know I had worked, you know, busted my ass pretty hard, you know, to get there, and to get the reward, you know, it's 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 always cool that you know that you haven't done all all that you you've done, uh, and 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 to just you know strike in the dust, you know, you actually. You know, you see it in, in a form of a prize in front of your eyes. So becoming the tag team champions and the six-man tag in the same night, that was a big uh, a big uh, feats of strength, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really proud of that. Very, very proud. And I felt, I felt uh, our chemistry, me and Brody King had great chemistry as a tag team and, and also... Uh, it felt like the Villain Enterprises chemistry was, uh, you know, was great. It is great. You know, we we all get along together. We all travel together. We all, you know, shares, you know, uh, traveling and uh, stories and uh, a bunch of souvenirs together. So it's strengthened the uh, the relationships between the members of Villain Enterprises. Oh yeah, absolutely. Villain and Enterprises is actually is absolutely awesome. And 
My final question is, you did something for the first time, uh, not at the beginning of, of your career, but, you know, as you were uh, in the Ring of Honor, and one of the things that you did was you actually won the the uh, World Heavyweight Championship for the first time. What was it like winning that championship for the first time? Well, when, when you look at the lineage of the the world champions that Ring of Honor has offered over the past years, if you look at the uh, any other roster in the world right now, whether it's AEW or WWE, uh, probably half of their top guys is coming from ROH or was the ROH uh, world champion at one point or at one time. Mm-hmm. And 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 being part of the of, of that history, uh, that is something very special, very unique, and that's something that I I wanted to accomplish as a kid, uh, being that 14 years old kid that that had uh, written down on a piece of paper that I'll become a world heavyweight champion with the major federation, you know, uh, and to go down in history. The Ring of Honor, World's Heavyweight Champion. Um, it's something very rewarding and uh, something that uh, very proud that I've uh, accomplished. That like too thick and thin, you know. I kept my eyes on the prize, on the on the gold, and I kept focusing on that. And even if sometimes it looked like I was totally out of the road, and uh, that I. I, I was in the field by a hundred miles. I came back on the road and I came back and I, I won that title and uh, it means the world to me, you know, as far as uh, accomplishing myself as a as an individual, you know, not just as an athlete or but as a person, you know. I had to uh, to grow a lot on the on different personal levels as, as a person to to become uh, what I became and to, to become a not human, so to speak, is to become mm-hmm. over over you know over that <laughs> to overcome the humanity and to go right. through all those setbacks and failures and it's just to to be able to cope with all that and it's uh, so re- rewarding when you finally accomplish your your all time goal. So it's uh it's very very special and the whole year was like uh you know, winning the Crockett Cup, winning the NWA tag team champions as well. Uh it was such a prosperous year for PCO. So uh really looking forward to two thousand twenty, the rest of it, what what we're gonna have left. I think it's gonna be very uh very, you know, we're going to be very active on the back end. You know, we're going to do a lot of stuff where we're going to surprise a lot of people. We're going to be very uh, proactive. And I think uh, the back end of mm-hmm. 2020 and 2021, uh, it's got a lot in store for PCO. So uh, very, very exciting about the future. Awesome. Uh, Renee, why don't you come in here with a bit of a question? Last question that you have or uh, final thoughts? 
Well, listen, and we've already gotten a little bit over on time, and, and hopefully this doesn't get us in trouble with the fine folks over at Ring of Honor, but I know they'll appreciate this. PCO, you and I, it's just mano y mano. Back in 2018, people were claiming Ring of Honor is done. Adam Cole is gone. Punishment Martinez is gone. All the guys that they said could not be replaced were gone. And then came along guys like PCO, Jay Lethal, the Briscoe Brothers, Flip Gordon, and I can keep going down the list. And let the Wrestle Talk podcast be the first to tell you if they haven't heard this already. Ring of Honor is not only not dead, Ring of Honor, in my opinion, has some of the most entertaining wrestling in the world right now. So you just wait until the action kicks back off. Because if you're not watching Ring of Honor, you're making a huge mistake. Let's not forget where your favorite wrestlers that wrestle Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, let's not forget where they all came from, the Donovan Dijaks of the world. Okay? So, PCO, I'm going to let you go with this last thing. Please tell the people the number one reason you feel that they should tune in to you and Ring of Honor. Because that's simply the best wrestling on the planet. Simply the best wrestling on the planet. And uh, I, I can tell you, every week we got a Zoom meeting. We're about 45, 50 people, the whole roster, full executives. We're putting plans together. We're, we're at work. We're, we're nonstop thinking and working and, uh, and processing, you know, what's going on right now. We want to do things in a safe way. We don't put anybody at harm and and health is, is really important for, for Ring of Honor but I can tell you that the plans coming up you know on the other side of this thing when we go through it with that crisis uh, people are in for a huge huge surprise uh, as far as what Ring of Honor will deliver uh, with all the talents that we've got with uh all the characters that we got and and, and then uh, everything that's coming, you know, uh, towards because Ring of Honor had been investing a lot of money uh, for 2020 and we couldn't use all the investments and all the changes that we we went through, uh, you know, because of, of the crisis. But once we're on the other side of that, people will see how crazy and how good and why uh, it's uh, Ring of Honor is that, you know, best wrestling on the planet. Love to hear that. Well, and, sir, uh, on the same, on the same, on the same uh, Sorry, on the same token, uh, I want to uh, congratulate you, Joe, and Renee on the uh, episode 300 and to be part of it I mean it means a lot it means a lot to me and and, and I wish you guys even more success and to bring this up to the next level because I can I can tell how passionate you are about this business about the wrestling about sports entertainment and uh, when we do have a conversation and we don't really never had like the conversations before and we all get along like that and we all have like share that passion for what we love. 
success is guaranteed, and uh, and that's the, that's that's proven right here tonight with episode 300 with you guys. Thanks a lot so much. Means a lot. Thank to me. you. Thank you, sir. That wow. is absolutely amazing. You have a good night, PCO. Thank hey, you very welcome much. welcome as the newest member of the. Hey, PCO. Welcome as the yeah. newest member of the Wrestle Talk family. By the way, you are now officially part of our familia, sir. Thank you very, very much. You be safe out there. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks. You take care. Adios. Woo! My demonstration. Wow. Josie. Wow. <laughs> Former Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion PCO. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. There it is. There it is. Josie, we got a live performance for the intermission of the Wrestle Talk family. We're going to do Heaven's Demons. Don't play the wrong song, Timmy. I will choke your bitch ass. <laughs> no, PCO. Tim Miller, all the callers so far. What an incredible, incredible experience it has been. And guess what? We ain't even close to being done. So we're going to hit that Heaven's Demons courtesy of our boy Insanity, who's got huge news. As soon as the song's over, stay locked in. He's got huge news about his upcoming album, which was supposed to drop June 6th. Intern Timmy, you know what to do, baby. Let me clear the stage. And let my man come on so he can crush it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Finn Sanity. Turn it up, Timmy. I got you turning overnight. Whoa. It's hard to trust. 
because my shoulders are I saw the future, you was in my side I'm a, I'm a monster, girl, you brought me to life Sugar, sugar, how'd you get so fly? All these other chicks, they give me no high I used to be a dog, now you got me on a chain I would run away, but that pussy got me stained I used to have some flaws, but now I'm off the chain I feel like something's wrong, I can't get you up out my brain Shorty, shorty on the wall, shorty off the top
It's not our podcast is definitely not as popping as this one, but <laughs> oh, we had a long go. We've been doing this for three hundred episodes. Y'all got? I mean, we've been around longer now. <laughs> shout out to Jess. Shout out to Susie. Yeah, hey, Mr. Casey. Mr. Casey, check me out. I was just calling your championship match against the Marksmen at Comic Con 2017. I just did the uh, the audio for it today because we didn't get a chance to record commentary. So, uh, com. Shout out to uh, Jordan Smiley and the boys over there. Uh, guys, get that service seven days free. You can see your boy. Uh, I don't know, some of your stuff from way, way back in the day is going to be on there. But y'all check it out. That's com for more information on that, man. It's been a great one. But, Vinny, bro, thank you so much for coming through. Actually, I'm going to have you back in a few minutes right after we talk to the originator, the creator, the head administrator, as we talk to our fam. From the FWWC, and then also, you know who's on the line? Chad Dazzle, bro. We're going to get him on. So, thank you for Boom. being here, girl. Boom, baby. All right, y'all. Right on. Keep it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys. We're back with it. We're back with it. Jonesy, why don't you check with intern Timmy? We're going to mix in a little FWWC business with the WrestleTalk Podcast episode 300. I know that there's a young man. And listen, I got a special surprise for you guys, by the way. We actually have... Wow. Okay, we got Herb Simmons on the line. So we're going to definitely have to make time for him. And then I know Derek Stone is going to be joining us about 35 after. So hang in there. Father Craven's also on the line. We got Mike on the line. I need a last name on Mike. What Mike are we talking about here? He's got Voorhees. I'm not really sure. But anyway, before we get to that, I want to bring on a guy who I've been very, very lucky to be calling his matches from the beginning of his career. We've taken car rides together. I remember I... My man came through one day. He was real downtrodden and stuff like that. And, by the way, I have a special in-studio guest that's going to be joining me here in about two minutes. But this guy was downtrodden. We got in the car together. We got the vibe. We got the talking, wrestling, life, music, all this. And by the time we made it to the show, he was well, and he was happy. But then I left his ass at the show and went to the bar. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome (laughs) to the show for the first time ever, the one and only, one half of the Dazzle Party, that is, Chad Dazzle. What up, Bobby? Yo, what is up, my man? Uh, First and foremost, am I allowed to cuss on this show? Of course. Yes, you are. Okay, so I want to say fuck you for leaving me at the venue that one night. Uh, (laughs) No, but uh, yeah, it's it's great to be here. I actually had a question for PCO, but uh, uh, who was that? Was that Sonny that had that? Yeah. Oh, what happened? Uh, I just wanted to call in and say uh, congratulations on 300, man. Like I've uh, I've known you for what now, like two years almost.
Uh, it seems like we have some uh, some audio issues. Uh, so I'm not hearing anything. Marcus, can you hear me? I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I can hear you. Because I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> you can't. Can you hear me? I can hear you, but I can't hear Renee I, or... Uh, me either. Oh, crap. All right, so... Ladies and gentlemen, until we, we get some audio uh, taken care of, it's Marcus Mayhem. What's going on, Marcus? How are you doing, sir? Oh, what's going on, Jonesy? Oh, man, you know, it is what it is. It hey, is what it is. I, w- I want to give you guys much love and congratulations on making it to 300. You know, it's just symbolic. Just like the movie, you guys are some warriors, you know, to, to keep grinding and doing what you love. And, you know, you and Renee are, are very close to me. You know that. Uh, we mm-hmm. go back for some years now. So, you know, I just want to be one of many to give you guys your props and much love. Uh, well, we, we definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Uh, you know, we're going to get into you some real quick uh, uh FWWC stuff. It seems that uh, there are some congratulations in in, in store. You defeated uh, Madman Joe, and you are the new United States champion. And that means that at the next pay per view, you get to face GI Shy for that championship. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see how that rolls out. I mean, uh, because of how great I am and you know, I'm not going to keep bragging about myself, but everyone knows what, what's up with me. And apparently, after I beat him and I got to face G.I. Shy, I'm also mm-hmm. in the Warriors Heart Championship, and I'm also having a hardcore title match. So, you know, it looks like we're going to have to, you know, shift and move some things, but uh, we're, in, we're in talks right now, and uh, – we're going to see what's going to happen with, with the scheduling. But, you know, I'm looking forward to going against G.I. Shy because, let's just face it, I mean, the girl's got a fire that I can relate to, and it's not going to be no no cakewalk. So I'm looking forward to that. And Battle Cat, you know, I don't know what his deal is. We've been going back and forth. And, you know, he, he says that I hit him with some brass knuckles. I admitted I did, but I do what I got to do to win. And Battle Cat, if you're listening, you know I'm going to see you soon. You never know where we're going to strike. And that's the thing with Battle Cat. He's just as sneaky as I am. He might attack me while I'm at, at the drive-thru at McDonald's. We don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see who's going to make the next move next. Absolutely. All right, well, any final words before we let you go, sir? Oh, no, it's just plain and simple, you know, I'm going to be bringing that Warriors Heart Championship to Inferno, and I know I haven't been able to capture it, but I've just been on a roll lately, and I believe that, you know, Savior Saint, someone that I respect, someone that, you know, Lafayette has had a long history with, I think his time is coming to an end. And the Warriors Heart Championship is going to be around my waist, around the ace of the FWWC, Marcus Mayhem. You can believe that. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. 
There you go. There, ladies and gentlemen, that was Marcus Mayhem. Thank you so much, Joe, for calling in. You are absolutely amazing. Let's go ahead and get in the next caller. Tank Westbrook, the floor is yours, sir. Keep them entertained, but I'll get a hold of intern Timmy and see what's going on with these callers. So keep them entertained, Tank. You know what to do. You want me to keep everybody entertained here on the 300th episode to talk podcast? Yes, just, just, just keep on flapping your gums. You, it's what you're good at. I'll be intern Timmy. <laughs> I got to go talk to intern Timmy. I'll be right back. Oh, Lord. Where do I even begin? This is actually kind of amazing that I have a little bit of a floor of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? I want to say congratulations to the Night Owl, Jonesy, for having the 300th episode. This is a a miracle. It's an amazing thing for you all to have. I've enjoyed every single episode that I've ever gotten to listen to. And uh, actually, I was talking to uh, Dewan Mills, the head admin over at FWWC on Friday. And I started listening to the WrestleTalk podcast, I want to say, around episode 150, uh, 175. And right there, it was it was a monumental. Um, when they got to the 200th and 250th episode, they, you know, they were pushing the envelope and making it better than it was the you know week before. Now being on the 300th episode, guys, y'all are killing it. Y'all are rocking it. So my love from all the way here in West Virginia, going all the way out to Kansas City, guys, y'all are doing phenomenal. Um, I heard, you know, Vin Sanity dropping some news earlier about his uh, album, and I'm not going to lie, I've already downloaded it to my iPhone. I can't wait to start listening to each and every single one of those songs. So, Ben Sandy, rock out. Man, you're doing great also. Well, let's go on to the FWWC news over here on FWWC Infinite Brand. See, you just had Marcus Mayhem, and he's talking about being in a Warriors Heart Championship match against my top champion, Saint. Yeah, you all have had history, and you... And ladies and gentlemen, it looks like uh, Tank has has, uh, has dropped, and that's okay. That's okay. Let's go ahead and bring him on. <sighs> Let's go ahead and bring on one more person from the FWWC while we wait on Derek Stone to call in. And we're still trying to get the audio with uh, Renee. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Inferno General Manager... The one and only hardcore sis. Hello, Jonesy. What is up? Oh, man, you know, it is going on. How are you? You know, I'm doing absolutely awesome. And, you know, the Inferno team is doing absolutely awesome. But, you know, the Inferno team does want to say one thing. Just like the Inferno team, Wrestle Talk podcast brings the heat and is the hottest podcast ever. So congratulations, guys, on that 300th episode because you guys are killing it. We try to. We try to kill it. Hey, and and you know the Wrestle Talk podcast is the best, and and Hardcore Sis loves it. 
Love you too, girl. Okay. We love you too. Ooh. We back, baby. We back. Well, listen. Back, ladies and gentlemen, the night out is back. It's amazing. Uh. <laughs> All right, so wait. This is crazy. So now there will be two versions of the last, like, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. There'll be the version that's on Blog Talk, and then there'll be the Facebook Live version. Hey, that's crazy. Only for 300. Only for only 300. 300. <laughs> remember that one time on episode 300? Yeah. <laughs> remember that one time. Well, listen. Hey, uh, we've been having our oh, we've been having our own show on hold. Yes, you have, and I want to go back and listen to it. I'm sure it's fantastic. Right, amazing. <laughs> no wonder I we couldn't know, hear the, anybody. I kept trying to throw to callers, and it wouldn't work. What a day to have technical issues. My yeah. goodness. Hey, but you know what? It just—you guys are going through it and showing why you're the best and why you've been around for 300 episodes because you deal with it and you roll with it. Yeah, love to hear that. I love to hear that. Well, listen, Susie, we got DeWan here, and I want to joke to Herb Simmons here in just a second. We have Mike Sykes on the line. We got Chad Dazzle on the line. We got a bunch. We got two callers that are unidentified on the line, and we're gonna get through everybody tonight. Uh, as we prepare to bring on Derek Stone, who may be on hold. But, Dewan, bear with me, because I want to get back to you and Susie. But we have to bring in this gentleman, because when you talk about legends in the professional wrestling world, especially in the Midwest, there's going to be a list there, okay? There's going to be Harley Race that's going to be on there. Uh, There's going to be Cowboy Bob Orton that's going to be on there. And then one of those names in that list is going to be Herb Simmons. And the fact that he made himself available tonight to join us on the show is something spectacular. Herb, thank you for joining us tonight. What an honor and a pleasure as always it is to have you on. Thank you for being here. What are your thoughts tonight? Well, there's only one person that would have stopped me from being on here tonight, and I give thanks to him every day. And, uh, you know, 300 episodes is a milestone for you guys. And uh, I uh, got up this morning and set the clock and said I got a call because this is a monumental time for these guys, 300 episodes. I mean, uh, that, that that's just great. You guys are killing as a young lady said, and I've enjoyed listening <laughs> to your other guests you've had on tonight. And uh, like I said, uh, the younger generation is going to live on a lot longer than I will. And uh, I take my hat off to each and every one of you guys and the men and women are out there busting their asses each and every night when we get over this uh, dang virus. But uh, I, I know it's uh, everybody's chomping at the bit to get back into it, and I'm just really honored that you asked me to be a part of your 300 episode. Well, why, why wouldn't we, Herb? As I have uh, Michael Pettis from New Breed Wrestling and uh, also uh, Derek Stone waiting to come on. I mean, what could be more exciting than that? I was wondering, Herb, and you can cut me off if you want to. You know, you're like, you're, you know, like a father figure, big brother figure to me, so if you want to cut me off, I understand, but... You shared something with me a couple of days ago via Messenger that I think the world needs to hear. And you, sir, are preserving true pro wrestling history. And somebody has entrusted you with a great responsibility to do that. Are you okay with sharing what it is that you have and where you got it from that you're going to be preserving hopefully forever? Such a huge deal. Are you willing to share that with us tonight? Oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's news that I think is worth uh, sharing. And uh, yeah, as I was coming back from the trip the other night, I told you, um, you know, thanks to my friend Larry Matasek and Sam Muchnick from years ago, I've got all of the St. Louis footage, not only the footage that uh, Larry and I reproduced uh, on the 
12 episodes of the St. Louis Wrestling Classics, but I've got all the other extra footage that we called our B-roll from that. But since then, in the last uh, 72 hours, uh, I acquired the library of uh, the late, great Dick DeBruiser uh, from his uh, widow, uh, Mrs. Athelis. And um, I was able to uh, strike up a, a mutual agreement with her to help preserve the memories of, uh, you know, Dick DeBruiser today, if you asked uh, a lot of us uh, who the most dangerous wrestler in the world was. People's going to say uh, Dick the Bruiser in the St. Louis area. So, um, I mean, I've got all of the TV tapes and films, and uh, we've got them all tucked away in the vault now. And uh, we're, we're working on a on a plan, maybe a, a TV show uh, to uh, to uh, keep his legacy alive. Absolutely amazing. And I have one last question for you, Herb, before I throw it to Joe. I saw a video, and I actually shared it in our wrestling group. Uh, El Diablo will know what I'm talking about. It was a match back in 1980 between Dick the Bruiser and Bruiser Brody. And that match ended in a double countout. And, Herb, you're known for a lot of different things, but one of the things that you're known the most for is your ability to tell a story. If you had the pen and the notepad in front of you and you had an opportunity to book that match, how would it play out between Victor Bruiser and Bruiser Brody? Well, I was fortunate enough to see them in a real fight in Story, Illinois, uh, in a locker room. And uh, I can tell you, Victor uh, uh, Bruiser uh, ended up on the floor, and it was over a course of money transaction, and uh, Brody uh, walked out the door. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, even though uh, Bruiser was uh, tough, but uh, – my money was always on Frank uh, Goodish, uh, a.k.a. King Kong, Bruiser Brody, or uh, Bruiser Brody, whatever you wanted to call him. I called him a friend. and um, But, no, it was uh, it was a match. In fact, I saw them tangle against one another in Indianapolis at the Armory uh, uh, twice. And uh, after that our, our occasion in Peoria, they, they got their money situation straightened out, and they, they became uh, not friends, but they became associates. Wow, man. So cool. Well, where else are you going to hear stories like that if it's not from the legendary Herb Simmons? Well, Herb, thank you so much, sir, for being here. I cannot wait to make my way back down to Southern Illinois, East Crondelet, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling, one of my favorite trips to make. Uh, Every year or two, I try to make my way down there, and I cannot wait to have the opportunity to do it again. What an honor to have you call into the show tonight, sir. Any final thoughts before you go? Uh, just uh, congratulations again, and uh, please let's everybody uh, keep uh, keep safe. And uh, we're living in trying times now, not only with this COVID, but with the protest and the civil unrest. I don't care what color you are, what nationality you are. We uh, we all have pain. We all cry. We all bleed red, and we're all in this together. So uh, let's get it all over with, and let's get back to some good old uh, wrestling. All right, Joe, any go. final thoughts for her before we let him go? Oh, just Amen. thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to call in, sir. You are absolutely amazing. Thank you, Herb. Now, I promised that I would get this person back on because he did uh, end up, uh, his phone ended up dropping. So uh, let's go ahead and bring Tank in for what final thoughts that he has. Tank, the floor is yours for your final thoughts. Night Owl, Jonesy, can you all hear me this time? We can hear you. Well, That's here's the good. question. Can you hear me? 
Jim, and I don't care what you say. All right? Here's the other thing I want to ask you, bro. So, you know, we talk to a lot of legends on this show because, you know, we're old guys. Um, but, you know, me, I, I stay in touch with the newer generation uh, when it comes to music, entertainment, and all that sort of thing. So to the OGs that are concerned about your guys' love and dedication to the sport, what message would you send to the OGs of the sport to reassure them that the sport moving in to 2020 and beyond is in good hands? What, what kind of words of encouragement could you give to those guys who laid the groundwork for you, Chad? So, so yeah, I have, a, I have a few good things. Obviously, any veteran that tells me any advice or gives me any pointers to do something a certain way, I will absolutely listen to them. But then there are those old-timers who kind of just hate all of new wrestling, you know. I, I just want to say with that uh, being said, uh, it's 2020 and wrestling has changed. And I don't want to say get used to it, but, like, also get used to it, you know. Uh, like, there there are certain ways that we can work now that will, you know, get certain people over. And, and don't get me wrong, the character stuff and the – the working the crowd is always going to be important, but there are certain aspects of, of it, like the, the showmanship of it with, with like stunts and like, you know, whatever this and that, uh, that do matter nowadays. And people will take, will watch that more than they'll watch a old school eighties match happening in 2020. So it, it's a catch 22 because you always want to stick to the traditional values and you can listen to those old uh, the vets and let them, you know, teach you what you need to do. But you also have to listen to the newer guys and say, okay, I've done this. This is what works. Do this. And you kind of have to mesh the two together, which I've tried to do throughout my whole early career. Uh, but, yeah, what, what was the second part of that question you asked me, Renee? Hello? There you are. Sorry about that, buddy. I'm screening calls behind you here. So to answer your question, bro, I think you kind of hit on everything. What words of encouragement would you give to the generation before you to ensure them that wrestling is going to be in good hands? Because like I said, they are very nervous and they're very concerned that the future generation is not going to be able to carry on the traditions of the past. Based on everything you just said, I think that they can rest assured that wrestling is in very, very good shape moving forward, man. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that with us now. Before you go, bro, you and I are friends. I care about you a ton, man. Thank you for supporting us on the Wrestle Talk podcast. We got a big podcast based out of Kansas City right now, and uh, and I know it means a lot to the people in the pro wrestling community, man. So what are your thoughts on uh, episode 300, bro? Are we doing a good job or do we totally suck? <laughs> oh, no, you guys fucking – Suck. You guys are awful. This is the worst podcast I've ever heard in my oh, fucking life. <laughs> no, 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 Renee. You know, you know, I'm just fucking with you. Nah, I'm so proud of you, man, for getting to 300 episodes. I'm glad to have known you for at least a hundred. I don't, I don't. I've only known you for a couple years here, so I wasn't there at the beginning. But it, it, it's such an honor to not only be a part of the 300th broadcast, but to see you reach 300 episodes because obviously I care so much about you and I care so much about what you do for the wrestling community and what you provide. So thank you. Thank you. And here's the 300 more episodes, huh? Yeah, 
Let's do it, baby. I like it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Chad Dazzle. You're back. Woo. Nightmare Jones is with us. What up, Josie Yari over there, bro? You doing okay? Yeah, my dang old computer just decided to, to, to shut off on me. So I've been in the panic mode, but I'm back. So I'm here. Let's let's keep the right, show well, going. Here's what I'm here's what I'm afraid of. We were supposed to have Derek Stone on a few minutes ago, and we're doing a terrible job of hitting our deadline as far as bringing on the guest. So let's go ahead and do that now. Stick with us, Duane. I want you to hang around here because we got some things we need to cover as well. But before we get to that, okay, I want you to hang out. We're going to get to Derek Stone. We got two other promoters that are going to come on here just very briefly and share their thoughts with us about wrestling in the Midwest, what Wrestle Talk means to wrestling in the Midwest. And uh, let's hope that they have some nice things to say about us because, you know, I make enemies sometimes. <laughs> I've done that once or twice. I've gotten on the wrong side of the wrong people yeah, more than once. But you know what, guys? I'm so happy to be able to have this gentleman come on the show. Anytime they have a show, he personally messages me, and he says, hey, Renee, you need to come down uh, and visit us uh, at New Breed Wrestling. We've got some yeah. wonderful stuff going on. Bro, I've seen Ricky Morton in the house. I've seen Bobby Eaton in the house. Dude, it's been a freaking blast every time I've been down there. So, ladies and gentlemen, the voice of New Breed Wrestling calling into the show tonight, Woo. the one and only Michael Pettis. Michael, man, thank you for making time. Welcome to the show tonight, bro. Hey, thanks for having me, guys, and congratulations on 300 episodes of the Wrestle Talk podcast. It's not an easy feat to achieve, and look at you guys. You're here. That is amazing. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> thank you so much, Michael, man. I, I really appreciate that. Well, Bro, I know nobody's been hurt more during the pandemic uh, than, than promoters uh, such as you and Scott. I know it's been extremely difficult. Ben, do you have any news to share with us uh, pertaining to New Breed Wrestling, when you guys might be thinking about coming back uh, to putting shows on again? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the promoter, Scott, and, of course, you know, he's got me and a few others that are working with him as his right-hand men. And, uh you know, we've missed a few shows now. We had uh, Eugene Book to come join us in Elbin here recently, and, of course, we wouldn't be able to have that. So, unfortunately, we're going to work on getting him rebooked for a later date. <clears throat> we've looked at some other options, but it uh, looks like we're not going to be back until September in Sedalia, unfortunately. But uh, the good news is October 24th, Elbin, Missouri, we've actually booked the winner, Barry Horowitz. He will be live in, in person in Eldon, Missouri on October 24th for our third annual Chris like Wyatt Memorial Show. And uh, we'll be back in December in Eldon as well. Uh, last year we did a Big Toys for Tots fundraiser there. We had a really good turnout, and we're excited to get back into Eldon again for our December show. We actually had a cage match for the main event that night that was spectacular. So uh, lots of good things going on with Newbury Wrestling behind the scenes. Uh, we've got a lot of surprises we're going to be able to to unleash to our fans this fall when we come back. It's kind of a new look for New Breed Wrestling. Uh, a lot of things we're really excited about. I don't want to give anything away. I really just want to say, you know, when you guys come to the shows, you're going to see a whole other level of professionalism from us and a whole other level of presentation from us as well. Wow, I'll tell you what. You guys got some loyal fans down there, uh, Michael, and, I, and I'll say this, dude. You guys do such a tremendous job of blending old school with no new school. You talk about Eugene, yep. you talk about Ricky Morton, some of the guys, but then you're also mixing in Brene. You're mixing in Camaro Jackson. Uh, you're mixing in a lot of great young talent, man. Is there anyone in particular 
do you think that the fans of New Breed Wrestling need to keep an eye on once you guys get back to business in September? Oh, with a lot of guys. You know, we've got a lot of the old school guys that are still, you know, doing big things for us, like Superstar Steve and the Iceman and the Math Magician and a lot of these guys that have been around since their Holy Race days. And, you know, we've got a, a great mix of new talent as well. Guys like Tyler Gray and Alpha Omega and Brene, as you mentioned. Um, you know, a lot of people that are, are hungry and they're wanting to get out there and show themselves and show what they can do. And these guys are definitely ones to watch. Whenever you see a new breed wrestling show, you will know that whether it's a veteran or if it's a new guy, these guys are going to give you more than 100% every single time. Well, we love to hear that. Jonesy, any thoughts from Michael of New Breed Wrestling before we let him go, bro, and we can move on to Dynamite Derek Stone. I know everybody's been waiting for this interview. we got to get it kicked off. I hope he's not losing his patience. I mean, this dude is a bodybuilder and an ass kicker start to finish. I've been watching him now for several years, and I definitely don't want to get on his wrong side. But do you have any final questions uh, for Michael Pettis of New Breed Wrestling? Oh, man, just thank you for taking time out of your business schedule to come on to the uh, show. And one day, I will make my way down to see a new breed wrestling show. That's a promise. We'd love to have you. Love to have you. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out to Derek Stone, a good friend of mine. Shout out to Herb Simmons, a great friend of new breed wrestling. Shout out to PCO. And shout out to you guys for 300 episodes. Keep it going, guys. Keep it hot. And we love hearing you every single week. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, dude. Awesome stuff. Uh well, Michael, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, brother, I will see you at the very first show back. You have my word. The Wrestle Talk podcast will be in the building in September, man. You take it easy out there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Another incredible promoter on the show. Hey, Dewan, I want to go ahead and give you an opportunity to get back to the party because we've got a lot of people sitting in the living room hanging out and all that stuff. There's really a party going on right outside of this room. But before we let you go, bro, I want to let you break some news because I know the FWWC is your baby, okay? There was a poster contest, and there has been a winner declared. Now, I went ahead and got ahead of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, me, me, no, no, no. I went ahead and got ahead of it a little bit and, uh, and had them make some modifications. But without question – the winner of the uh, of the poster contest uh, put in the the amount of work necessary to make something wow. that is worth everybody's while. Okay, wow. so wow. why don't you go ahead and announce to us the winners the winners of the FWWC poster contest, which not only have bragging rights. Shout out to Kit Reaver, XWE's very own. Okay, not only have bragging rights. But they've also earned a point for their respective brand. Why don't you go ahead and tell us who was the winner of the poster contest so that we can go ahead and show off the post live right here on episode 300 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen of the FWC, it is my distinct honor and pleasure to announce the winner of the poster contest. What brand is that? The new brand, the brand of Rise, baby, the Rise brand. Check that out. Wow. And and if nothing else had brand battle implications, you better damn well believe that is legit right there, baby. And that is going to be the new cover poster for the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. Anybody who's watching on Facebook Live, 
boom, check that thing out. If not, don't worry about it. It'll be uh, the uh, cover. That's nice. Yeah, that is very That's nice. Really That'll nice. be the cover of our uh, Fantasy Wrestling Group on Facebook. But that, so guy, that, that guy right there. Which one? That, that guy right there. He's in the middle. He's in the middle. I don't like that. He doesn't even compete with you. I'm surprised there's not a clown. I know. I'm missing a clown, too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the originator, the creator, the head administrator of the world's premier Fantasy Wrestling Group, also my business partner and brother, Dewan Mills. Thank you very yeah. much for being here, bro. 300. Woo! All right. Hey, yeah. get Sonny in here so we can talk to Derek Stone. I know oh, yeah. he's going to want to talk oh, yeah. to Derek Stone. Jonesy, 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 the show continues. And my only concern yeah. is that we pissed off Derek Stone. I hope that's not the case. Okay? But we're going to go ahead and move on and talk to him. And we're going to squeeze in some callers in between. We've got MEW coming up. Also, Mike Sykes is going to be joining us. Uh, he's also a huge fan of Derek Stone. And then I believe we have Father Craven, who's also looking to come on. And Ominous Bean, who was a former guest of the show, tell him to bring me a beer! No, not, not Father Craven. These guys out here, I need a beer. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and make some time for him as well. Josie, why don't you do me a favor and give a proper introduction to Midwest legend, Dynamite, Derek Stone. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, the gentleman we're going to bring on right now is no stranger to pro wrestling. He's wrestled for Metro Pro. He's wrestled matches for the WWE. He's wrestled for WLW. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our honor to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, Derek Stone. <laughs> That's great. That's a great intro. Thank you so much for having me. Oh man, it is awesome. You know, Renee was 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 messaging me. You know, he's threatening. He's like, man, we haven't got Derek on. You know, he's a bodybuilder. He's gonna show up at my house. He's gonna beat me up. <laughs> nah, nah. Listen, uh, I'll, I'll add you to the list, but it'll take a while. There's a lot of people ahead of you, so uh, don't worry okay, about sweet. it. Probably gonna take, take a few years. Thank you so much, Derek. Oh, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. No, no, it's it's all good. Well, but all I want to say is this, and and I'll let Joe lead it off. I I just want to say thank you, dude. And I also, uh, I don't usually start interviews with an apology, um, but I'm going to today because I feel like, like for 300 episodes, we've talked to so many amazing people, and, and and if I started going down the list, it would sound like I'm bragging, but. I claim to be a wrestler, I mean, a wrestling fan that is the biggest fan of Midwest wrestling of all. And the fact that we have not had a chance to talk to Derek Stone on the show is borderline criminal. It is criminal because at my second show ever, Derek Stone was the champion and he came out with the poncho and he just whooped ass. So the fact that we hadn't had a chance to bring you on before, uh, Derek, I'm a little embarrassed by it. But at the same time, I'm equally excited that it's finally happening. So thank you so much for making time for myself, Nightmare Jones, and all the other members of the WrestleTalk family, dude. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. No problem. You know, uh, uh, and as far as, uh, you know, being late on the time, you're busy. you got a lot of folks saying uh, hello to you. I certainly don't mind being on hold for Herb, Herb Simmons, although you might have to uh, apologize to me a little bit more for making me listen to Chad Dazzle. 
Uh, but. Oh! <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I knew I knew the roast was coming. I was just waiting. I was just waiting for it. You know how I feel right You want to hear how I feel? What do you guys feel? the show man thank you so much for having me and you know 300 episodes is good and you know what like 70 of those shows were actually listenable, were actually listenable. so that's awesome cool wow. like seven of the 300 were actually listenable yeah, yeah. Good. Uh, we oh no i gave you more credit than that 70 how about 70 yeah 70. So like one, oh, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah pretty good yeah, that ratio you guys... is going up pretty quickly i'm proud of it <laughs> all right <laughs> No, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I really no, we, we, we legitimately love you, Derek. I want you to know that. Well, before I get into my spiel, I got a, a friend of mine who, who knows you very well, and I know he's got a bunch of questions too, but I got to let Joe take it away because Joe's all the way out in West Virginia. He, he's a spoiled brat. He's on the Eastern Panhandle, and he's got a ton of great wrestling. He can yeah. go an hour to the West, and he's in Maryland. Uh, for Ring of Honor, he's right in his own town. He's got EPPW, but he knows who Derek Stone is, and he's got yeah. some questions as well. So we're going to go ahead and let him go first. So, Jonesy, for those who thought that Derek Stone was just a Midwest legend, clearly, clearly your influence has gone far beyond the Midwest, and Joe has great evidence of that. Joe, why don't you go ahead and take it away? Yes. So my first question is, when are we going to see Derek Stone wrestle in the Eastman Panhandle? Oh, man. You know, I'd love to get back there. Uh, it's been a long, long time. Um, man, I don't have any plans. Obviously, I think everybody's kind of plan. Their plans are kind of up in the air. But I would love to get back there. So uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. I love it over there. Great wrestling fans over there. Awesome. That That is, is definitely true. Now, you wrestled for WLW, you know, multiple times. And... What I wanted to, to talk about is your return to WLW and defeating a man by the name of John Reb. What was it like coming back and defeating John Reb to win the championship yet again? Well, you know, I, I got to say, uh, it was uh, honestly, it was kind of unexpected. You know, I, uh, you know I'm, a, I'm an older guy, and I'm kind of winding things down a little bit. Uh, and I really did want to get a chance to go back to WLW just maybe one more time, you know. And uh, luckily, I got to go back uh, before Harley Race passed away. Um, and I really just expected to just maybe have one match, maybe two matches there. Uh, and then I did the uh, title match, and uh, I've been the uh, champ there for uh, WLW for a little over a year now. So, it's uh, honestly, it was a – it was – very unexpected, and uh, I, I couldn't be happier about it. It's, it's great to be a part of, of the legacy there. It's great to uh, see what they're doing as far as ki- continuing the things that Harley uh, instilled in all of those young guys and seeing that that legacy is still living on. And to be a part, uh, even a small part of it is, uh, is a big deal for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, just, just being able to, to work with, with, with Harley Race and uh, – Legal race, you know, I, I, I always ask this, this type of question, but, you know, what was it like working with, with somebody with, like Harley Race? I mean, you know, you don't get much better than Harley Race. Oh, you know, it was great. Uh, you know, and, uh, Charlie was one of those guys that we always had, uh, you know, we always had wrestling in common. So even if we were disagreeing on things, and, you know, he fired me uh, a couple of times from WLWs, you know, there's no secret about that. Uh, but I was always, uh, well, we always had a good relationship. Uh, personal relationship 
uh, working for him was always fun. You know, you, every day you'd sit in and you'd, you'd, you'd hear a story from Harley or just, you know, he'd tell you about something or some, somebody bring up a name that you hadn't heard of in forever. And then, he, yeah, he's got a story. He had a story about him. He had a story about everybody and, and just different territories and the things that he wanted to accomplish and, and just kind of being around him. You know, it, it was just always a, it was a lot of fun. Always, I uh, always had a good time. Even when uh, we weren't getting along, uh, we still got along, if that makes any sense, you know? Uh, so yeah, it was, it was great. It was, a, it was a great opportunity. And like I said, I'm glad to give back uh, now. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and not only did you wrestle for WLW, but you also wrestled for Metro Pro. What was it like wrestling for Metro Pro? Well, I think Metro Pro had a, had a good run there for a while. I think that they were doing uh, um, a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's, at the time when things were going pretty well, there wasn't a whole lot going on uh, in the Kansas City area. I mean, you know, there may be a show here, a show there. So when they kind of came along, I think it was good, and it was good an opportunity to uh, showcase a lot of the really uh, great homegrown Kansas City talent and uh, or throughout Missouri, uh, Iowa, you know, Nebraska. So, yeah, it had a good run there for a while. It was a, it was a, yeah. a good time. Absolutely. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and let Renee come in here. He had gotten dropped, so he had to call back through my phone. So the audio might not be the best. Renee, are you with us? I am, bro. I am. Thank, thank you so much uh, for giving me the Sterling and the King brothers, uh, you know, uh, and, and 
been able to uh, be still be good friends with guys like Trevor Murdoch, Matt Murphy, uh, you know, all the stuff that I've done in, in WLW. So I know I'm not really giving you a, spe- a specific answer, uh, but I will give you one that was probably maybe the most memorable. Um, I just so happened to be wrestling on a card one time uh, for Johnny Dare's birthday bash. If, if you guys are familiar with Johnny Dare, the radio host there in Kansas City. Yeah, so I, I just ended up having a, a, a regular – it was kind of doing a rock and wrestling thing, and I want to say this was maybe 2000. Uh, may, I'm not sure. I, maybe it was even earlier than that. Um, anyway, uh, it, was a, it was an eventful evening. We, had, we wrestled behind uh, a chain-link fence where I encouraged everyone in Kansas City to throw something at me, and they did. Uh, that was an awful lot of fun. We got to, time, we got to see um, – uh, T-Bone is, what, I think, what he was known as now. Uh, he was a student at Harley Races Academy. Uh, he got hit over the head with a champagne bottle. Uh, very eventful night. And I think that was the last time that they did wrestling and, uh, and concerts for, for 98.9 The Rock, I, I believe. But it was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of a memorable uh, situation that someday if you see me in person, I'll tell you the whole thing because it's a lot longer to get, get into here. But there were police. There was uh, lots of uh, shenanigans and uh, lots of fun. So that one, I'll just say that's probably the one that stands out the most just because there was a lot of crazy stuff going on. But I will say as far as being proud, getting to see Yeah, man, it's not really so much a question. Uh, Derek, um, we we are Facebook friends, man, and and I would hope we consider each other acquaintances when we see each other. Uh, I respect what you have done in the ring. I will continue to respect what you do in the ring. Uh, I know you are somewhat of a locker room leader. A lot of local guys uh, here in the Midwest look up to Derek Stone, and I tell stories about a young kid of myself when I was about 16, 17, sharing a locker room with Derek Stone in about 2000, 2001. I just want to give you praise, man. I've got kids of kids of my own now, and I take them to wrestling shows, and if Derek Stone's on there, you know, they're lucky enough to sit there and say with me, Derek Stone sucks, and Derek Stone hits right back to swallow. Every time, every time, every time, Uh, well, we're 
young guys. In that particular match, though, um, Leo D, uh, at no fault of his own or yours, was injured. And since then, he has not been able to compete inside the square circle. And I never got a chance to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you now. Is that something that's difficult for you, even though we all know it was just kind of a freak accident? Um, you know, not that it was as severe, but kind of like what happened with the federal Aguayo Jr., you know, that situation where Rey Mysterio, it just kind of was unfortunate it happened. Once that happened, how did you feel, man? Was that difficult for you? Did you take any accountability in that? Or, or, or did you, like the rest of us, well, realize it's just kind of a freak accident? And, uh, and, and how do you cope with something like that? Because I know a lot of injuries inside the square circle are unintentional. Uh, it's not like somebody is going out of their way to hurt the other guy. It's just it's a physical sport, and things are going to happen. I'm wondering how a veteran like you deals with something like that. Well, you know, I got to say, yeah, it was it. Uh, uh, well, the first thing that you think about, regardless of, of what happened, is uh, is it going to be okay? You know, is it is this a permanent thing? Look, I've I've been in the ring sometimes, and you've seen guys, you know, they break their leg, and and that, as bad as that is. You know, uh, it, it's not life-threatening necessarily. You know, I, I had my ankle shattered into, like, six pieces. You know, it's all metal now. That happened to me, uh, and, you know, and the guy, it's through no fault of, of any. It's just one of those things that happened, you know. And uh, so, yeah, you definitely are, are some, you're worried about that kind of stuff. So, but once um, I kind of found out that, you know, okay, yes, he's conscious, he's moving around, there's going to have some issues, uh, but, um yeah, it's never something that you want to do. I, I take a, I take it as a sign of uh, of shame, sort of, if somebody were to get hurt, you know, on my watch or, or with me. And, and I know a lot of guys are like that. That's the way it should be. You know, somebody's uh, trusting you with the way, you know, how with things. So uh, you, you want to take care of them as much as you can and, and as much as, the, you know, you want them to take care of you. So, yeah, I was, uh, I was glad to see that he was okay. And I think that he's uh, – He's healthy and his, his life is going well for him. So, uh, you know, and I think that we're probably going to have some big announcements from this guy someday soon. So, uh, you know, but yes, it's, it's never something that's, that's good. It's never something that, you know, you want on your reputation. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And again, just to make things clear, uh, I was in the building. It was an absolute freak accident. I talked to Leo D myself. There's no one to blame here, but I know that as a professional and a teacher, that's got to, either way, it's got to be a tough pill to swallow, right, Jerry? Oh, absolutely. You know, you never, you know, it, 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 you, you do your best to make sure things like that don't happen. Sometimes they do. I've been lucky that, that maybe, you know, there's only been a few other, of thousands of matches that I've had, there's maybe only been a few things that have been, you know, not, not gone well, you know. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's never something you want on your mind for sure. Is, is I was doing my uh, research, I noticed that you actually wrestled a couple matches for the WWE. What was it like wrestling those couple matches for the WWE? 
Well, yeah, you know, I, I wrestled quite a bit for him, actually, from about 1993 to around 2001, which is the last time I ever uh, worked for him. So I, I used to work for him quite a bit. In fact, my very first match ever in 1993 was with Crush, when he was uh, the Kona Crush. So it was always really yeah. fun. I, I, uh, so that was the first time I was ever in, in a wrestling ring in front of people was uh, in front of 20,000 people or so. So it was a lot of fun. Um, they always treated me very, very well. I met some uh, – some great folks that, uh, you know, when you, you hear horror stories about the company, but I've probably been there, you know, like I said, on and off uh, several, several times, uh, you know, a month for a while there. I had a hot streak there for a while where I was, I was constantly doing dark matches for them. Um, and they always treated me very, very well. It was a lot of fun. Um, met a lot of great folks, you know, from behind the scenes as well that helped me out. Um, guys like Howard Finkel, he was my kind of my agent there for a while. He was the guy that kind of handled booking me there for a, a good couple of years. And sorry to hear him pass recently. Um, yeah, I made a lot of lifelong, uh, you know, kind of acquaintances there and folks that I still, I've been lucky enough myself uh, to get calls from the WWE to send talent to them. And I, I've been able to do that for the last couple of years. And I've really enjoyed that as well. So it's, it's just been a great experience for me all around. Uh, it's nerve-wracking, but I always try to send uh, young students there if I can to show them, look, this is what it's like. Like This is the real deal. So pay attention. This is this, these guys' everyday life. So uh, soak it all in, and uh, this could be you someday, you know? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that, that is, is just about everybody's dream is to be able to book, you know, matches in the uh, WWE. W-E. Um, so that's my final question. Uh, Renee, do you have any other questions? Well, absolutely, I do. And, man, I was so worried uh, that when I got cut off last time that I wasn't going to be able to come back on because when I say that I feel like this interview is overdue, I absolutely need it. And uh, I want to kind of hold on to something else that, that may be somewhat controversial, but, but it's okay. It's episode 300, and we're going to keep it 100 here on the Rest of Talk podcast. So the, the next thing that I want to talk to you about, Derek, was the transition for you from Metro Pro Wrestling to NWL. Uh, we've talked to Dad Draper, we've talked to Matt Jackson, we've talked to a lot of different people, but we never got your thoughts on it. And the truth be told, a lot of what was going on from what our perception is was coming from guys like you, from guys like Chris Dawes, in Kansas City, no. Uh, Kansas City has had great wrestling fans uh, from way before Metro Pro was around. It's going to have uh, uh, great wrestling fans from well after Metro Pro has been gone. So I, that was never a concern. I, Kansas City is such a strong wrestling town and area that, that I wasn't worried about that at all. Um, it was exciting, you know, as far as the NWL. Was, you know, there's a lot of big plans. And, and look, um, you know, there is an, there's been – there's been a little bit of bad blood here and there. And I think that that always happens when things don't work out the way they, the way they should. But, you know, looking back on it a couple of years later, uh, yeah, obviously at the time, I think that, 
it was exciting to see something that had potential uh, and it wasn't being done on the East Coast and it wasn't being done on the West Coast and it wasn't being done in Chicago. It was right there in Kansas City. So I think there was a lot of folks that had a lot of, uh, of high hopes for that. And, and uh, you know, and here's the thing. Uh, it's, it's just one of, it just goes to show you that, that uh, the wrestling business is a tough business and to really make things big and to really make things really work, you know, it takes more than money. It takes more than, than hard. It takes more than hard work. I mean, sometimes it just takes all, all of those things and more, and it still doesn't work out. Uh, so, but I, I was definitely, I think that uh, some of the fans in Kansas, Kansas City fans responded to it. I, I would have liked to seen a, a lot more been able to respond to it. But, um, but yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a fun time to see, uh, to kind of live in the potential there for a while, you know? Jackson, he'd have done things differently. If you asked uh, Major Bazin, he'd have done a few things differently. So I think that there's there's quite a few. Uh, you know, hindsight is uh, twenty twenty for sure, definitely. Uh, so I think that, that yeah, there's probably a few things. I, I don't know that there's any one thing that sticks out because you know the way it is in in, re- in the wrestling business or in any business. You know, it's like well, if I would have made this decision, then I wouldn't have had to make this decision. So I would have made this decision, and you know what I mean. You can you could play that game all day long. And I think that there were some things that worked out well, and I think that there were some things that, that just flat out stunk, and I think that there were uh, some things that, uh, you know, maybe had some potential, but we didn't just just, just couldn't t- tweak it the right way, you know, and that and that goes with uh, how things were ran at the performance center and how things were ran, uh, you know, in the events and then the, the kind of the non-existent shows in St. Louis, you know, those things were it was always a struggle there. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that. If you ask any number of the individuals, uh, even you know that were involved with the company, I think that there were. Looking back on it now, there would be a few things they would change differently. But I, you know, it'd be it'd be we'd be here all night if we could go through a. Well, this was the first decision that was good. This one wasn't so good. This one was okay. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. I actually want to close it out with 
actually, I'm not going to take credit for that. Derek Stone did say that first. So. How you doing, sir? Good, man. Feeling good. I hope you all are staying safe, and I want to say congratulations on 300 episodes, man. Much love to you. Twenty 
Well, um, I do. Uh, in regards to Derek Stone, I do have it on good, good authority because, as you, I'm sure you know, um, me primo Angel goes down. Uh, Hockley took over MEW, and um, and I can't say from a good authority that um, we are supposed to see be seeing Derek Stone back. Um, from what I'm being told, um, they are um, locking down a date for um, beginning of September. Tell him, sir. Sometime. We'd love to have you back on. 
Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Hey, don't forget about Viral Pro. So go to viralpro.com too. And, uh, and I'll to hope to, hopefully I can see you guys uh, all real soon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Awesome. Wonderful! Peace!